Aaron? Hey, we finally got it. Welcome, right, welcome, you. listeners. There we go. Yeah. How do you, what, now, what, what, oh, this is new to me. What, what's your thing called? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started here. I'm Aaron Rollins, and this is Southeast Third. Uh, I'd like to welcome my special guest, John Pimentel. It took me about 10 minutes of playing with this app to try to figure it out. And come to find out that even though that we are both regulars on the Big Beefing Show, and I hate that I just said that, even though we're both regulars on that show, we weren't friends on Anchor. So uh, thank you, John, for joining me tonight. Always. Oh, yeah, right when you favored me, I favored you right back. Like, all right, there we go. Now we're and that's all we needed to do. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're – uh, we're without our captain, I guess I, I you would say, you know. Oh, forget him. We're on our own show right now. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's do this real quick for all our listeners. If you listen to the Big Beefed show, then you, um, you're probably aware, or if you're not aware, we're going to fill you in that uh, my brother, John's good friend, is on vacation in California. He's celebrating his 10th year anniversary with his wife. So we're going to cut him some slack and uh, pick up the slack where he's leaving off. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure, you know, hopefully, you know, he's having a good time. He's not just, well, you know, you, you hope, you know, you know, Shane's a workaholic. So you hope he's out there having fun, not going, man, I hope these guys are doing something, not just, ah, uh, no, you know what, hey, let's just skip it. Out. Sticking around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not going to skip it. They're not going to do it. He's <laughs> <laughs> just over like, like, damn it. Like, they're not going to do that. They're just going to jack around. Like, yeah. damn it. So, it's like they're not putting out any content. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you did you have some kind of format for tonight? Do you have anything? Actually, yeah. You know, so uh, what I'd like to do, um, and maybe we can translate this over to Shane's show, is do segments. Uh-huh. See it happen on uh, radio shows all the time, and I'm not saying I'm trying to copy a radio show. I'm just trying to follow a successful formula, and one of those is segments. So let's do a segment real quick. You brought it up before. Let's call it Front Street. Um, so I'm, I'm doing like, so this is Southeast third and, and Southeast third street is the street that Shane and I, and my sister all grew up on. Um, so this is front street and this is where you put somebody on blast. So John, you want to kick us off and put somebody on blast I, today? I, I man, you called me out on it. I could have, I could have done this like 30 minutes ago. I had like, I'm always, you know, I'm always ready to put someone on blast, but God, when you can put on the spot. You're trying, to pick, <laughs> you're trying to pick a good one, you know. Well, no, that's that's fine, man. If you don't have anything, I do. Go ahead. You go first, and I'll try to think of something. All right. So putting somebody on Front Street, and I've already said on my brother's podcast uh, who my employer is, and I'm not going to try to drag their name through the mud, but Evans Enterprises, uh, I'm working there, and um, – we had an accident the other day, and man, I got to say that it was my fault. I, I got popped with an arc flash, and it burned my hand really bad, and it was, uh, it was a demotivating experience, you know, because it was very risky. I could have been killed if that arc flash had actually touched my body and not just blown against my body. That amperage would have killed me. My heart would have stopped. That's, so, Man, that's just, cra- yeah. that's just crazy, though, that y'all are working with that much – power you know that could kill yeah, you so you know it's okay so john, I don't, I don't john i don't know if you've ever had it explained to you how amperage and voltage works um but let me just give you a basic idea if you, if you get shocked by voltage it can cause your muscles to tense up and what will happen is is whatever you're touching that's that's putting voltage into your body you're very likely just going to grab it and hold on to it mm-hmm. and that people that's how people get really hurt by voltage with amperage, it's different. 
it takes less than one amp to stop your heart from beating. And if that amperage gets you, not only does it hurt you from touching you, it hurts the inside of your body. And so I was very lucky because I had four amps. I had four amps going into this thing. So four times the amount that could stop your heart was what I was working on. And I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to hurry and we had an accident happen and there it is. But I'm just going to put, go ahead. Well, you would think because you work with such a dangerous environment with that much voltage or amperage that you'd think to go, hey guys, move quickly, but carefully or, you know, something like that. Not, hey guys, come on, come on guys. You know, it just seems like any other job they're rushing you, but, but sir, we, we could die if we rush, you know. Well, they were uh, re- uh, reminded of that fact uh, on Friday morning when this happened to me. So um, I just want to, you know, I'm going to put my, my repair manager on blast and I'm not going to say his name because that's kind of kind of kind of mean. He's not he's not here to defend himself. So uh, my repair manager, when this happened, uh, he was in the shop and he was towards the back. And I had a wind generator on my uh, metal slab. We call it the pad. And I had a wind generator that I was running power to. Now, I had already done the test for the wind generator itself, which took an hour and a half. So I had uh, around 600 amps going into that generator for about an hour and a half. So I I didn't mess up there. And then I put on a fan. And uh, that fan ran about four amps. And I tested it for about 10 minutes. And I didn't mess up there. But when I got to the second fan and I could uh, see that people were trying to get this done, I had a deadline. I had we were trying to to test the generator, have it painted and have it put on the truck by like three or four o'clock, which that's kind of an unrealistic expectation. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just not fair to the people that have to do the work. Because like what happened with me is I end up trying to hurry. And when I try to hurry, I don't think of everything. And then what happens? My, my job is the most dangerous because even though other jobs like the mechanic work and the assembly work and the teardown work, you can all get seriously injured. It ain't going to kill you. My job, you, you'll die if you fuck up bad enough. And that was demonstrated on Friday morning when that arc flash burned my hand really bad. And so um, back to the story, my repair manager is in the building. And when this arc flash happened, an arc flash is bright. It's it's like a miniature explosion. And um, I, for a second, man, I thought I was back in Iraq again, and that pipe bomb went off that was right next to my truck. I had a little bit of a moment. And so um, well, at first what it did is it knocked out my sight, and then my ears started to ring. And it, it was really hot. It was really hot. It's like I had just walked into an oven. And um, I thought I was dead. And I didn't see anything that had happened Immediately after that, I tried to clear my head because my hand was hurting. I walked around a little bit and uh, my, my supervisor and the guy that was with my supervisor that were right next to me that saw it happen, came over and checked on me and said, hey, man, you need to sit down. You need to relax. Uh, one of the guys turned the machine um, off so they wouldn't supply any more power, which it had tripped anyway. So it wasn't going to happen. But he was just being safe. Um, and they, they got me to sit down and they were checking on me and they were talking to me, trying to make sure that I was OK. And my repair manager, he starts walking up. And before he comes over to talk to me, he looks at that generator. He looks to see how much damage I've caused to it, which was very minimal. Let me say that. He looked over at that generator and saw to try to see what was wrong with it. And then he looked over at me and went over to my supervisor and said, hey, is he all right? And then he left. 
And then he went back to the generator to see what was wrong with it, if there was anything wrong with it. To me, that felt like a slap in the face. Like, I could fucking care less about you. I'm going to go see how much damage was done to this $70,000, $80,000 piece of equipment we got sitting over here. Like, I'm not worth more than that. Yeah, that, that really got under my skin. And I want to put him on Front Street for that shit. Man, man that's just so sorry, though, man. Like, even if you're thinking that, you know, you still play it off. Like, well, let me go talk to him first. You know, I want them to think that I care about this more, even though I do. You know, he still should, you know. <laughs> You could have at least demonstrated a concern for my yeah, well-being. You know, that sounds like bullshit. You know, like, oh, you should. If you were incoherent at times, you go, oh, is the machine okay, though? Is, is that okay over there? Did I break it? Uh, no, I wasn't okay. I had burned my hand really, really bad. Yeah, you know, how is your hand doing, by the way? So I was able to take uh, the wrap off of it today and actually work, and that really helped because um, at first you could see the muscle tissue. But it's healed up enough to where that's covered up. And so the, the real pain is gone. And I just take Motrin. Um, take 600 gram, milligram Motrin like it's freaking candy. Man. And that helps That helps the pain. So, but you only have like one burn mark, right? The, the spot, right? Like, um, well, yeah, it's only on my left hand. And it kind of burnt the skin around it. Because, you know, a second-degree burn is just bad. But um, it didn't uh, – it didn't – burn like my knuckles or my elbow it burned all the hair off my arm that's that crazy. was kind of weird. when you see yeah. that crazy that like, all your hair is like like the like, crispy smell it yeah. did you smell it your hair burnt did you so, smell it? yeah when, when the when the pop happened and that flash happened i breathed in burnt air and that caused me to have a dry uh, irritated throat oh. for a little uh i you know i hydrated and got over it but that was i just breathed in the electricity is what i breathed in at first mm-hmm Man, this is, not, this, this is crazy. Like that, that to me, like people don't understand that when you hear it. But man, that's crazy. Yeah, that's power. You know. Yeah, and my brother uh, said that he told our dad about it, and our dad was like, "That's bullshit." <laughs> He's so mad that uh, that accident happened to me. But um, you know, they're they're taking a different approach with how I do my job now. They're giving me a lot of safety equipment and. Uh, really paying attention to my needs when I'm working that job because, you know, it almost got me killed. The fact that I didn't have what I should have had. So you, so you didn't have everything you needed anyway that you're supposed to have. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm supposed to have insulated gloves. I'm supposed to have a fire retardant jacket. Um, I'm supposed to have uh, something like, a, Oh yeah, they just got me this wand. So there's this wand. Like if you even put it close to electrical current, it goes off. And so if I keep that on my shirt and I'm working around things and it goes off, then I know I'm in a dangerous area. Well, I'm glad they thought about this stuff after. After the facts? Oh, yeah. You know, did, well, this whole fucking company is all reactive and not progressive, man. You know, did they know you could need that stuff? Or did they know you Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No one just hurt over there. They don't need no, that no, stuff. No, no, uh, no. So... The, the guy that ended up coming in and taking control of all of our procedures, uh, I'm not going to say his name either. He's not here to defend himself. So uh, the guy that ended up coming in and taking over how we do business, uh, he, he went to our plant manager and he talked to him and he was like, hey, I can make things so infinitely better in this place because I've been in this industry for 30 years. I, I know what people want to hear and I know what to say and I know how to make things more efficient, blah, blah, blah. He just he really started telling him what he wanted to hear and um, – Anyway, he came in and he started like making things run the way he wanted to. And so he comes to me. So he's our head honcho now 
at our location. There's nobody higher than him other than our CEO. Mm-hmm. And he comes down in a while. But anyway, um, this guy that's uh, he's now our production supervisor. Um, he shows up to me on Monday cause he wasn't there Friday. And he says, you have any idea how lucky you are? And I said, yeah, I'm not dead. He said, yeah, it, it could have killed you. And you're lucky that all you have was a burn because I've seen how bad it can be on some other people. And when he said it and the look on his face, I realized that. He- uh, I wonder if there's like an email we can send them like, Hey, you know, do y'all, can y'all not make these compatible, you know? Yeah, man. Sorry, listeners. We dropped out there for a second because my app screwed up. Well, John, I, I went on and on about my work experience. Uh, you have any front street shit you want to put out there? Not really, because you know, you know, all my managers. You know, oh, by the way, though, going back to this real quick, uh, I like that the head honcho actually came down to talk to you and tell you you're lucky. You know, at least he came down to talk to you. You know. Yeah, yeah, and. He- you know, he's in the shop with us and he's, he's around it every day. He's watching what people are doing. He's making sure that they're, you know, uh, keeping up with, uh, deadlines and that they're doing things smart, um, and efficiently, you know, he's, he's a really, he's a, he's really knowledgeable about how we do things. So he's not a a jerk jerk, right? Uh, no, he's, he's a jerk. Oh, he's just doing his job, you know? Yeah, no, but he's, he, he treats it like, um, you know, being an asshole is the only way to do it. Okay. So yeah. the, stuff they, the stuff they gave you, though, was brand new, right? It wasn't like – it's brand new stuff they gave you, right? Uh, they're they're working on that. When I say working on, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to get it. Well, so at least he's, well, if he's that serious about it, you know, you could have died. Like, hey, get this guy this shit, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, the thing is, um, they know how dangerous that job is, and they have known for a long time. Like, you, if you've been in this job – type of business for an extended period of time, you know that in the production warehouse, the most dangerous job is the test panel, which is what I do. And yet, you know, I've been here for a year and two months now, and this is the first time I've heard anything about getting insulated gloves. This is the first time I've heard anything about getting a fire retardant. This is the first time I've heard anything about getting a new, a new alarm light set up to be at eye level because the alarm light on top of the test panel that shows you that, that it's on, that the power supply is on. It's at the top of the machine and it's behind one of the moving components of the machine. So you can't well, really see it. It's bad that something something like this has, you know, it's, it's always the same way. Something bad has to happen where somebody goes, you know what? Because they could, a little bit. They could have, when, when I was complaining that I was getting shocked on the test panel, they said, okay, well, you can de-energize what you're working on by taking the ground and running it across the components that are shocking you. Yeah, that works. But that doesn't guarantee that what I'm working on no longer has any electricity in it. So you could just give me some gloves, and no matter what I'm working on, the insulated gloves are going to protect me as long as it's under a certain amount of electricity. That's yeah. how gloves work. They are rated for a certain amount. And so, like you said, man, it takes something really bad for them to get their butts in gear and actually get me the stuff that I need to be more safe. I know. Uh, like I said, you know, well, I hope they do it. But at least they're doing it now. You know, like I said, <laughs> no, nobody was worried about it at first. Oh, he's not getting hurt. He's being, he's being safe. He hurt himself. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're done with the whole Front Street thing because John doesn't really have anybody to really mention. And I can't keep on talking about work. 
Well, the only thing I had was that lady. Oh, by the way, I ordered that book. I ordered the book, the 40K book. Good, good, man. I really hope you like it. Yeah, but I guess that, you know, Aaron, I keep going back to that lady because I keep wanting to go back and ask her, like, man, do you, have, go, degree, man. <laughs> do you have a degree in English or some kind of, you know, something to do with, you know, uh, what would you get, like teaching? Like, do you have something that you don't love your job? Is that why you had to call us, call me out? That we call it a Nazi. Huh? Yeah, it's called, it's called a grammar Nazi. Yeah, you know, like, really? You know, kids, kids have, you got to say it exactly correct or they get mad. If, if, if you're listening to this right now, it was a lady at Barnes and Noble. I won't say where because I'm not for throwing people out there like that. But you know, like I said, right, but, right. You know, I, I keep trying to think back. Okay, maybe she was having a bad day. Maybe. Well, can, so, can you give so, us a general area? A general area. Yeah, I, it, I, you know, but once city, you get, city of Dallas, Arlington. It, it, it was Dallas. It was yeah, it was Dallas. Okay. But well, you know, just to go, oh, forty thousand. Yeah, forty thousand. Yeah, yes, man. Yes, forty thousand, man. Yes, I'm sorry. Well, it doesn't have a K in it. I, I understand that. That's my fault. Just <laughs> yeah, John's all been out of shape about this shit. <laughs> I don't know why that that rips me up, man. That you know, the way she, but like I said, it's the way she looked at me. Like I did not know what I was doing. You know, and I, you know, it, it's that part. You know, even when I told her, well, man, where's the, where's the mega? <laughs> It wasn't what you said. It was the way you said it. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, now I'm thinking, I'm thinking myself, aren't that, isn't that why you're here? You're here to help me, not to, you know, demoralize me about a book, man. Just tell me to what a fucking book is. That's all you got to do. Tell me to what a book is, you know. Oh, it's, yeah. not man- it's not manga. It's manga. I don't care how you pronounce it, man. Just show me what a damn book is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Frankly, I don't give a shit. Is what you should have said. Yeah, my God. I buy the books and take my money. Yeah, that's all you need to do. You don't need to tell me all this other stuff, man. But yeah, I guess you know. I, I guess you. Know, I feel like if I go back in there, you know, I feel like if I go in there, she's gonna say, she's gonna remember me. Uh, oh, you should look at the manga of the forty k. No, that's what you got to do, John. The next time you go see that chick, you got to say it exactly the same way every time. I think it's the exact same way I was looking for before. You got to, yeah, you got to piss her off more and more. Sir, I keep telling you, it's not manga, it's manga. And you know what, ma'am? I really want my manga. Where's it at? <laughs> yeah. I love manga. <laughs> but like I said, like the grammar Nazis, that's all she was. You know, if you're that high strung up about, that kind of stuff. Make sure you're working at Barnes and Noble. I'm pretty sure people, a lot of people, go in there not knowing what they're looking for or how to say it correctly. You know, well, like that's said, John said, you just you just defended her position. Is that she's got to listen to people say this dumb stuff all the time and get it wrong, and you were just one more piece to that puzzle saying it wrong. Well, I'm like, geez, like, did you have to look at me that way? Like, look at me with the eyes rolling. Well, you. She's got to hear it all the time, so she's tired of hearing it. Oh, Lord, man. But, uh, yeah, I got, I got the book on order. It's supposed to be here probably the 18th, so. Nice, man. I, I really think you'll like it. So, uh, pretty, good, pretty good deal. Moving on real quick. Uh, we got another segment that I'd like to try out called um, Put Them on Blast. And we're not trying to, like, dog anybody or um, – down talk anybody but we're just going to put somebody's business out there and the news already does it for us right so what we're going to do is we're going to take like little pieces of news like shane did it with the jaguar you know 
talking about that lady and how everybody was down talking her for being stupid, getting in there with the Jaguar. Oh, yeah. So let's do another piece of news and, and put it out there for everybody. And this one, um, we're going to do Connor McGregor. I don't know if you heard about this. Go ahead. So he, he get, did he get, did he get arrested again? Yes, he did. Okay, so you did hear about it. So like I said, the news tells the story, and we're just, uh, for people that haven't heard yet, we're going to talk about, you know, things that have come up in the news. And Conor McGregor is what's hot right now. He um, he was approached by somebody while he was out in town. They started to take pictures of him without his permission. So he snatched their phone and broke it, and then he got charged with uh, the destruction of property and some other stuff. That's the that's – the... Strong arm robbery. Well, you you put yourself that way where you want to be a celebrity like that, whether you're in a good mood, bad mood. The Wait a minute. Can, Does he get some privacy? You can, but you're still a celebrity, and some people don't know boundaries. You know that. Some people just don't know about boundaries. <laughs> you know, I, don't know, I don't know how many people have come up to me. Like, I'm talking to somebody, and a, and a customer will still come up to me like, Yes, can you help me and start, and start going to knee? I'm like, ma'am, I, I'll help you. I'm, I was talking, man. Like, some people don't know about, you know, you know, you know, common courtesy. They don't. They just start talking. Like, me and another person, like, uh, well, I was talking to him and helping him, but hey, let me stop because apparently you think you're important, you know, enough to stop the conversation, you know. Your needs. I need my but, needs, man. Hear about them. Yeah. <laughs> But it's the same thing, though. People don't know. Like, they see The Rock. Oh, you're always a nice guy. So, of course, you want to take a picture with me and sign wherever I have. And, you know, I know you're very busy. You have a daughter and you're, and you're I think he's a girlfriend. But, hey, you're real polite. You're going to take a picture of me. And The Rock's got to, you know, the, you got to push through it. You know, when you're a celebrity, you got to push through it. You know? like Unless you're a freaking paid uh, fist fighter. And uh, then you can pretty much be like, hey, man, I'll beat your ass. You can get away yeah. from me. Not know how. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the same thing happened to CM Punk. Some guy came in there. CM Punk, the the the, the ex WWE wrestler. He was practicing his MMA. Some guy was in there. Hey, I'm your. He, you know, he gave him the love boat scene. He walked in there. Oh my God, I'm your favorite fan and whatever. You know, I watched it to the beginning and he made him feel good. We signed my gloves. Yeah, sign your gloves, my fan. He signed them. Sure enough, hour later on eBay. <laughs> you know. <is> that, <laughs> It's that kind of thing, you know, you want, you like your, your fans, but, you know, when they turn out to be just be dicks or, you know, but in, in a way of Conor McGregor, he's, yeah, he's, like I said, he's a fighter. He's probably got somewhat of an attitude. You know, he probably was in a bad mood. He's probably trying to get somewhere and, and someone's trying to take a picture of him. He's probably, hey, man, not right yeah. now, you know. Let me just, let me just speak about this for real quickly about Conor. Um, you know, he's got on camera a really bad attitude, but. A friend of mine who's former military was out at a bar in Austin, Texas, and he just – I don't know how he knew Conor McGregor was going to be there, but he knew Conor McGregor – well, actually, no. He didn't know Conor McGregor was going to be there. Um, but he was there, and he was drinking, and Conor McGregor showed up and started making drinks for people. I, I guess he owned the bar. I don't know the whole situation. But my friend George, he was there drinking, and Conor McGregor not only made his drink – but had a drink with him and let him take pictures because he told him he was a fan. So if, if you, if you approach the man in a way that is respectful to him and his boundaries, then he won't snatch your stuff from you, break in and call you a pussy. Well, well yeah, because you, you know, think about it. You think about Aaron, you're a movie star and something you're in a bad mood. You can't, you know, it's hard to go. Hey man, 
you know, can we do this later? You know, it's like you, you're on, it's like let's say I'm on, I'm on vacation and I see you. Oh my God, it's Aaron Rollins. Will you take a picture of me? Oh no, man. Hey, man, I, it's just not the right time. I, I don't feel like it. Oh, just one quick picture. You're gonna get pissed off, right? You know, <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, I'm asking. I don't want to. And he probably didn't. Ask, I don't know this video or not. He probably didn't ask. He probably just ran up to him like he's his best friend and started taking pictures with him. You know, he <laughs> didn't ask for permission. He just ran up on me, started taking pictures. Yeah, hey man, come on, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to go or be on my way or you know, I'm just trying to run a daily task here. I can't walk down the Standing by it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to walk, dude. I'm just trying to walk down the street, man. Come on. You know, if you if he was a hate sir, I'm pretty sure if he was like, oh, Mr. McGregor, uh, it's a good time me take. I'm, I'm on vacation. Do you mind like take a picture with you real quick or just get an art, quick autograph? You know, and if you approach the man with a, with a little bit of respect and understanding that he probably gets asked that a lot, then you'll you'll know. It's like, man, I shouldn't just run upon him. He's like, hey, got McGregor, I'm taking a picture of you. Yeah, and he's like, hey, man, you didn't ask my, you didn't, you just saw me as an object and and see a friend of mine. Uh, my friend uh, Travis is a lot like that. He's like, if you're going to take my picture, talk to me before because I don't want you to snag a picture of me and then sending it to your friend so you can look all cool because you're hanging out with a bunch of guys. That's not the goal here. Yeah, you know, and you, like you know, he's a celebrity. He and he he's a fighter. You probably should show the man some respect. You know, not go act like you know him. That's probably probably pisses them all. Is oh yeah, they run up on me like they know me. <laughs> I'm the best friend, and they, you know, almost demanding a picture, you know, so. Yeah. But, you know, well, you know, it, 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 it's hard when you get to, when you reach that level, you know, there's no privacy. Everybody always wants to know what you're no. doing, you know. Everybody wants to know what you're doing. They want to know who you're with. They want to know where you're going. I, I saw one where, I saw a video where it was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio walking down the street, and he saw Seth Rogen. No, he saw the, uh, I forgot the guy, it's another celebrity. He saw him. And there were guys in the car taking pictures of them. So, like, man, do y'all just follow celebrities? Just wait for them to to goof up or do yeah. something dramatic? Like, geez, like, is that what y'all do? Like, crap. The paparazzi. Oh, I mean, some people see even blame paparazzi for Princess Diana dying. I remember. Yeah, I remember that. You know, because, I don't know, like, whoever has the best shot, you know, it's, it's all about who has the best picture, you know, but... You know, like I said, like like I say, when you reach that level, you know, you either deal with it or you just don't go out. Well, you did deal with it. What, what's that preacher's name? The big one, the big, the the, the famous one. Um, Joel Austin. Joel Austin. Why do you think his his estate is that big, Aaron? So he doesn't have to go out. <laughs> why do you think? He, you know, people say like, why he has, why is, why is he had this big house and. These big tennis courts and all the stuff on his on his property, so he doesn't have to go out <laughs> and, and deal with people. Yes, yeah. you know, <laughs> sure. Yes, he's a man of God. Yes, but man, the fans though, you know, the just that 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 alone, you know. <laughs> I, like, I, don't blame, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. You know. He just wants to be quiet, you know, have some quiet time, you know? <laughs> I think Ellen, Ella DeGeneres, uh, she bought a whole community so she can have all of her friends and family in one place and never had to bother with anybody else. Well, you, you got the fucking money. <laughs> what can I say to that? I, Eric, I, 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 I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. I 
want 30 houses built, and I want big ass fence around that bitch. <laughs> and it's gone. Everyone <laughs> here is right. No, they're not gonna run up on me, do do stupid stuff, <laughs> record me, you know, you know, yeah. I don't blame her. You don't blame the celebrities that do that. John, your new theme song is uh, Minute Work, Who Can It Be Now? Where that guy's trying to hide from people knocking on his door. <laughs> Man. You know, everybody, you know, like I said, everybody wants privacy now and then. But like I said, when you're a celebrity, it's really hard. And they find ways around to get their privacy. And, and like I said, look, Ellen did it. Ellen figured it out. <laughs> you got to get filthy rich, and uh, then you can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, well, almost. Well, you can do a lot of things. <laughs> but the, the craziest thing I ever saw, I know it's going off topic real quick, was Bill Gates, when he got married, and he rented a whole fucking island. <laughs> That's bad ass. <laughs> not, that, not just that, Aaron. He rented all the planes to make sure no one did the flyovers to, to take pictures of, or record his wedding. He rented all the fucking planes, too. <laughs> So he, rented, he rented the whole island, the hotel room, everything, all the planes too. So no one flies over. That's money, Aaron. That's money. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine what you would do? See, Shane talks about, you know, he had my brother had said on one of his podcasts, man, if you give me $10 million, I'll live just fine for the rest of my life. No, you wouldn't. No. Once you get a little taste of how much money that is. You're gonna want more. You're gonna to want to do lavish and extravagant shit. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel says it best. People with money want more money. <laughs> and you're gonna find, and you're gonna find, and you're gonna find a way to make more money. Okay, let me take a. Well, it's 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 fine if you do it in moderation. Okay, let me see if I can turn five hundred thousand into a million dollars. Okay, let me turn that million dollars into two million dollars. No, people just go all out. Okay, I want to invest all ten million. <laughs> right out the gate, I'm gonna put it all in stocks and watch me lose half my money and lose put my damn black. ten on black. Boom, ten men on black. Let's go. <laughs> Winner wears red. No. <laughs> that fast. Well, memory short lived, you know. But but I I would just like to been there when the manager. Hello, yes, I work for Bill Gates. Um, he wants to rent the whole island. Like what? He wants to rent the whole island. Oh, um, yeah, you know, he didn't call that shit in person. He had somebody do it for him. He, can you imagine being that person? Like, I wanted to talk to the mayor of the island or whoever, or, you know, some, I don't, I don't know who he would talk to. Governing authority is over this piece of land. Yeah. That's the cool part. How would you do that? How would you go forward the whole island? Can you do that? Oh, you must, yeah, you're the secretary. You do that. that whole yeah, like, is, the, is the island um, property of a country, like the Dominican Republic, or... Uh, is it um, within international waters or is it in the waters of a country like Hawaii is an island that belongs to the U.S., but they have little pieces of Hawaii that belong to the state? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Hawaii, Hawaii is all the islands and each island has its own name. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and so imagine, if you just. Yeah, well, can you imagine being that secretary? He tells you that like, oh, shit. How do I do that? <laughs> How do I run a whole fucking island? <laughs> They're like, okay, yeah. If you want the whole island, then uh, you got to pay this tax, and uh, we'll let you have it from this time to this time. And um, if you're going to do something with the uh, airplanes flying overhead, then it's this much money and blah, blah, blah. Imagine that check getting cut. 
<laughs> you're you're the uh, you're the treasurer for the country that owns that island, and your eyes are just big as fuck. <laughs> you got it, okay? You got it. Uh, fifty million dollars. Like you, can you save fifty million dollars without like being impressed? You can't. <laughs> you, you know, it's got to be a point where he goes, "No, Bill Gates is not going to pay this. He's not going to pay this, guys. He wants to here. We'll give him a reasonable number." <laughs> <number here." laughs> like, all right, I'll make this out to uh, Aaron Rollins. Uh, to- <laughs> put those capital letters, please. Uh, all caps. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're you're making that right out to me. <laughs> you know, like I said though, that's what so, if you got the money, you can pay for that much privacy. And but you know, did he not have, have body? Did, did Tom McGregor did not did he not have bodyguards with him? That you know, I haven't read all the details. I know that um, you know after he got because he went to jail, he got arrested. After he got out of jail, he said thank you to the fans who were all supportive of what he had done. And, you know, I, I can't really blame him. He, he wanted some privacy. He didn't want the dude taking his picture. And the dude just took his picture without even talking to him first. It's, so. it's, it's either that was going to happen or a bodyguard was going to put their hands on the guy and say, hey, man, don't run up. Oh, yeah. that. You know, one or the other, something was going to happen. You know, what, if he was like, hey, guys, I don't want no one touching me. I want no one to take my picture, you know. <laughs> It, 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 you know, and this this is something I learned in the military. That's what I call uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. And I wish there was video. I Because I bet you a dollar it was some stupid fan who thought, hey, watch this. I'm going to run up on, on McGregor and just fucking just like just hang out with him and get all over him and just take his picture. That's, you know, that's what he did. He probably was a stupid Knowing fan. that Conor McGregor is a champion of two different weight classes. Well, you know... Like I said, I don't blame – like, I'm glad he was a fan. He was happy to see him. I don't know if he got uh, – what do you call it uh, when fans go stupid? Uh, 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 starstruck. Yeah, so he, got, he got starstruck, you know, and he just – you know, I don't know what. He, you know, he got starstruck and lost his mind for a minute because it happens. It happens. I'm sorry to tell you. It <laughs> happens. I know. But, you know, you kind of want to do that when someone knows how to hit. You <laughs> 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 just made to hit people. The difference, you know, so <laughs> it, you know, I feel bad for the guy, but yet again, hey, I would, I, I would, if he, if he was on our show right now, I would tell the guy, oh, so we well, yeah, Tom McGregor to my phone and he smashed it. Well, what did you do? You know, you know, that'd be that'd be my question. Like, well, what did you do to him? You know, well, why, why did he take your phone and smash it? He, you must have. Yeah. Run up to you, you on your phone, and then break the damn thing. Yeah. He saw you do something with it that he didn't like that involved himself. I'm pretty sure the guy would get mad at, but he assaulted me. Yes, but what did you do? Tell me the other side of the story. You're missing. You're not telling me something. Conor McGregor was trying to mug you. He didn't even know who you were, so it wasn't that he was offended by you. You did something that involved him that he didn't want you to do, and he showed you it by force. So. He demonstrated his distaste for what you were doing by kicking your ass. <laughs> do, do you remember how much the fine was to get out? And, well, they said his bail. That okay, so he got felony charges. Uh, one was strong arm robbery, and then um, one was robbery. And it was it was a really low bail. Like you got to remember, Conor McGregor is a multi millionaire. So when they said his bail, it was yeah, he was like a drop in the bucket. 
Uh, that, well, you know, I'm pretty sure when you're a celebrity, you don't worry about felonies, you know. Like, okay, you, you got felonies, okay? Uh, yeah. I mean, a felony can, can ruin anybody's life. I mean, it keeps you from doing certain things, and um, you you are your life is, uh, like, restricted in a pretty serious way for a little while. And I mean, even if you are a celebrity, you still there's certain rules you got to you got to abide by. I'm, I'm sure uh, Mr. White's going to be like, oh, okay, no, that happens. No, I'll go, come on, get ready for the next fight. You know, I'm sure Mr. Right. White. Yeah, go ahead. It is what it is. The guy probably, I mean, I'll still say probably. He probably got what he was coming to him. You know, I'll still say that. So, probably. Because even though I know he did, I was giving Ben for the doubt. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Con- Conor McGregor, the only time he has a problem with somebody is when there he knows the individual. He doesn't just run around beating people up and snatching their shit randomly. Well that but that's all a gimmick, right? When they're at the uh, well no not necessarily. Um so when uh the biggest the most recent beef that he had was Habib Nur- Nurmagomedov or however you say his last name. It was with Habib. Habib is a Russian uh, Muslim. Um, he had a group of his people on a bus, and he and Conor McGregor had a beef of some sort. I forget where it all started. I think it involved uh, Conor McGregor calling his dad a terrorist and stuff like that. He said some pretty disparaging things about Habib and his his training camp and his family. And yeah. Habib, responded, Habib responded back. And so McGregor, uh, he responded to what Habib had done by showing up with a group of his people and they threw stuff into their bus and it ended up hurting like four people on that bus. Dang. Cards is what I'm saying. Like people had gotten cut and physically injured by what Conor McGregor and his people had done. Did, did that have to happen? Like, like, but did that have to happen? I know, I know you got to put a yeah, show on. For the- you went over the top. Well, I, I know like, I, I'm pretty sure Mr. White goes, hey guys, you got to make people know that they want to fight each other. Y'all can get mad at each other, you know, whatever. You know, I don't know. Like, the, But it had to escalate that bad, you know? Ask Conor McGregor. He'll tell you. <laughs> He'll tell you exactly why he did it. Well, can't, can't back down from it. Can't, well, I already said it. Can't back down from it, you know. <laughs> can't go back and apologize for it, you know. Oh, you already done it. Yeah, they've already they've already settled all that. They had their fight. Conor McGregor got tapped out by Habib in the second round. Oh, did he? Uh, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, Habib. He had even said it before. He said, "If you put Conor McGregor in this position, he will tap." And that's what Habib did. Is he put him in a position he wanted and choked him out? Shit, shit. Yeah, I missed, I missed that one. I know he was. You know, I know he got ready for another fight. You know, well, I don't really watch. This was, this was last year. This was last year when all this happened. Okay. All right, see. Yeah, yeah. I know my uh, UFC fights. I don't know what's going on now. Well, that's that's one of the things that I subscribe to. So my internet browser uh, brings up some of those websites that are talking about it. Like, you know, with John Jones and um, Aaron Gustafson and uh, Colby Colvington. I mean, he's a fighter. And um, stuff like that. You know, so that, that pops up in my news feed. And then some stuff with celebrities like uh, – you know, that whole rumor mill thing with Lady Gaga and um, what's that guy's name? Lady Gaga and uh, the dude uh, from Blake the Shelton, A-Team. Uh, no, not Blake Shelton. Lady Gaga and the dude from the A-Team. You know the one. They called him Face. Uh, uh, I, on his name. Are you blanking on his name? <laughs> Liam Neeson? 
No, no, that's the old British dude. Um, I'm talking about the other guy. And uh, oh, Brad, uh, Brad, uh, Peyton, no, uh, oh, <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. God, thank God, we got. It. Yeah, there was a huge rumor mill about Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga being madly in love, but Bradley Cooper's married. <laughs> I don't know if Lady Gaga's married, but Bradley Cooper is married, and he's faithful to his wife. <laughs> it, was a, it was a movie guy. I'm sorry you thought that. It's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. The fans did the same thing when Bradley Cooper was in uh, uh, American Sniper. Well, he, he has that face like he's in love, Aaron. So I guess well, like, they're in love for real. No, no, they're, no, they're acting. Sorry. You know. The fans did is that they ended up generating a rumor that Bradley Cooper was going to marry Chris Kyle's wife. And I was like, whoa, that's way disrespectful. <laughs> well, you know what happened when um, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt uh, were dating when they were making Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And he dumped a... Uh, right, right. When he, when he dumped uh, Jennifer Aniston to get with uh, Angela. We weren't very happy with him after that. Oh, man, that was... Man, that was... Man... That was bad. Are you sure you want to be famous? Because people just making rumors just to make rumors. One day you're dead. One day you're dead. Aaron Rodgers died today. Aaron, you alive? Yeah. Well, the whole news says you're dead right now. They did that with Sinbad, dude. That was funny as hell because Sinbad he did a stand-up comedy routine and he was telling the audience, "You know, I googled myself the other day and it said I was dead." I'm the first to find out. <laughs> and that, that, that happened to that happened to a lot of people. Steven Stallone, Arnold, uh, Puffy, that not, not Puffy, uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, the fat comedian. He thought he proved that he was dead. You know. I see. It makes it hard to like when um, Ralphie May died. People were like, "No, that's not true." It's like, "No, Ralphie May's dead, man. Yeah, he was I, fat and healthy, and he, he died from his health conditions." Well, I, I, when they told me that, uh, oh, he just died. Um, oh, okay. Um, let's do this. Let's do a segment on this real quick. Celebrity deaths that shocked you. Like it was hard for you to believe that that happened. Oh, so let's, Robin, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. And yeah, see, okay. So when you bring up Robin Williams, uh, Robin Williams is my favorite actor ever. Like of all the actors, don't get me wrong. There's some good actors out there. But for the way that I grew up and the movies that I watched as a kid, Robin Williams is in all of my favorite movies. The Birdcage, Dead Poets Society, Not at the Museum, um, Bicentennial Man, Mrs. Doubtfire, Aladdin. Uh, I mean, you, The Fisher King, you name it. He's in these movies that I love. And so when he died, dude, that just, that just hurt my heart. That hurt me so bad. And then I found out what he was living with. He, his brain was apart. It's like, man, this is rough. John. Yeah. Okay, you got to handle John. You got to handle Yeah, someone got to say it real quick. Uh-oh. You got to do what you got to do. We got a dad duty over here, listeners. So if you got kids, you can appreciate John's interruption here. No, <laughs> uh, my, my mom came over. And he wants to spend time with my mom. <laughs> oh, okay. So, gra- grandma's here. You know? Yeah. Hi, abuela. 
he he wants to see. He's too upset. He wants to see you. <laughs> but uh, no, like you know, me and Shane were actually doing something. We heard that he died, and like, we're like, and it's, it's one of those things. Like, he was depressed. Like, he was depressed. You know, like, yeah, why would a man that, that's com- comedy? Yeah, you know, that's the shocker was. With early onset Parkinson's, and then they looked at his brain in the autopsy and said, "Man, he had Lou Lou body syndrome, and his brain was just all messed up." And uh, he was just he was just starting to see it. And he said, "Instead of dying like that and suffering, I'm going to go out now." And I, I respect him for taking his life into his own hands, but man, it sucked. It sucked that that happened to him, you know, because it, his his outlook was really really grim. Well, it's, and you still think about them like, oh man, like. Oh, Robert Williams! Oh, yeah, he passed. Oh, John Candy! Oh, he passed away. Dude, I love John, oh, John Candy. Candy. Another one, dude. I love John Candy. You know, John like John Candy. Like from what? Oh, wait. Okay, well, I didn't know. You know, you don't think people who do comedy and movies are really that out of shape, but well, they're like yeah. regular people. Got to remember, they're like regular people. They get out of shape too. Charlie and his drugs, man, that sucked. Yeah, you know, Adam West. I think about Adam West. Oh, maybe Adam West can like. Oh, wait. Adam West passed uh, two years ago. Yeah, he was old, he was like uh, almost 90. And he was still doing Family Guy. So like, oh, Adam wasn't going to live forever, man. Look at him, Will. Yeah. <laughs> well, people said the same thing about Stan Lee, and he died. <laughs> oh, Stan Lee, man, that, that's shock the nation. That was, yeah. man, great guy right there. Uh, Crate of Heroes died. Like, oh, man, that sucks. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, people take for granted how old he was. He was in his 90s, wasn't he? Yeah. Still doing, yeah, still helping. Well, I don't know what he was doing. I think he just did uh, cons and little, little movies. Even in the, in the movies, he did like little, every time he did a movie now, he was sitting down doing something, you know. Right, he was yeah, like, he was a driver in, uh, in one, and uh, he was sitting at a chess table in another, yeah. Uh, he did that, uh, he did that uh, Avengers movie where he was the male guy. Is this for Tony uh, Stank? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was yeah. one, please, Tony Stank, by the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. But yeah, and like, and even non, well, big celebrities like um, Chris Benoit and uh, and yeah, that was sad. What he did, yeah, he was like, oh my god, how can he do it to his family? The man had a mental problem. You know? Yeah, that's what I want to do this on my podcast channel one day. Um, I know some people from when I worked at a treatment center that have behavioral disorders like uh, borderline personality disorder or bipolar disorder. I want to get them on the channel and, and sort of uh, have their side of the story told where they talk about what it's like to live with those conditions because yeah. what you see on the internet and what you see on TV is uh, all these stories that are polished up. Like the people have time to rehearse what they're going to say. Um, they have a very limited spot to say what they want to say. And what I'd like to do is that there's this one lady um, that has written books and uh, she's been in and out of treatment centers. Um, she's done, she's, she's done some pretty, pretty rough stuff and some rough stuff has happened to her. I'd like to get her on here so that people can see just how bad it can be for people with behavioral disorder. Yeah. Cause I mean, like it's easy, it's easy to say, say all the bad things Chris Benoit did, but like, but did y'all know him? What problems he had? What, yeah, did you know the story? Deal with you know all you see is oh he killed his own family and killed himself. Well, that's pretty dramatic to me, you know. But you yeah. don't know nothing about the man, you know. Right, absolutely, absolutely. But, and then you had what was that? What was one of the hearts he fell from a from a 
he his his wire broke. That's why they don't do wire from the the ring no more. Oh, that was um Owen Hart. Yeah, he died because his wire broke. You know that was dramatic. Yeah, you know, like well, shit, man. You know. Yeah, that sucks. He was he was dead. They tried to make it seem like he wasn't dead on live television while they were pulling him off. Yeah. Gotta play, gotta play it off. So you don't traumatize no kids or nobody. You gotta play that off. Or, yeah, it was uh, bad. Eddie Guerrero, he had problems too. You know, eat. <laughs> he had problems. You know, uh, did China? Did China die? I don't think she actually died, but she did have a rough go there for a little while. We're talking about her uh, hormonal um, drug abuse, like the things that she did to get big. Man, everyone like when I talk to Shane about this, they always say, "No, McMahon knew about the drugs. He knew. He knew. Yeah, he knew what was up." And then, like I said, once people start dying off, you know, well, I better take control of this situation and cut them out. You know, this situation is much like. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and look, and what happened? A lot of them got smaller. Remember, a lot they started being (laughs) normal size. You know, but. (laughs) Yeah, like the celebrity deaths are bad, you know. It's it's a dramatic thing, you know. But there's just a handful of ones I remember. Like I said, that the Rob Woods one, John Candy, Adam West, you know, uh, comedian, especially comedian ones, uh, Stanley, you know. Oh, you I saw something the other day um, about a comedian that his name hasn't come up here a lot recently, but you'll you're gonna remember him. You remember Dane Cook? Yeah. You don't hear about that fool no more, do you? No, no. Then he like fall off. Well, I, I did hear about him. That what I read was uh, Dan Cook can't grow up because he still dresses like a hipster. He still dates twenty year olds. You know, oh, yeah. he's dating a nineteen year old. At the last I heard, he, he can't grow up. You know, they said okay, he apparently he's a grown child. He doesn't want to grow up. He's like, what I read was is that um, so Louis C.K. And Louis C.K. got some sexual misconduct allegations thrown at him that he admitted to doing. So his his fame is kind of in the toilet right now. But he uh, he accused Dane Cook of stealing some of his material. And Dane Cook was like, no, I didn't intentionally rip you off. And so it, it sounded like Louis C.K. stuff. But the way Dane Cook tells it, you can tell it's Dane Cook material. So what I think happened was that, you know, Dane Cook delivered some stuff that he thought was funny that he heard Louis C.K. say, and he kind of came up with his own joke based on what he heard. And we all do it. We all hear something funny that someone else said, and to make it our own, we kind of turn it up a little bit. So we'll put this in there, and we'll put that in there, and we'll, we'll modify the, the thing that was funny and make it our own, but it still came from somebody else. And Dane Cook wasn't ready to say that he did that. But also, Dane Cook, his brother, who was his manager, ripped him off for millions of dollars. Millions. Man. Just get ripped off by your own family, man. Just yeah, his brother did it, man. It was rough. Well, I I would say like 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 um uh what's his name uh Dave Chappelle. He was so pressured in making comedies that he burnt himself out. I think that's why nowadays you've got these team. You have a team of guys to help you make jokes and skits and stuff like that. Because when you try to do it by yourself. Yeah, you're going to burn yourself out when you constantly have to make so much in so little time, you know. Dave Chappelle had writers, and he also had people on the show helping him do the show. Like the guy that played Ashley Larry. Uh, he had Charlie Murphy. He had on Love on there a couple of times. Um, and then he had another dude, too. I, I can't remember his name. 
But yeah, think, go ahead. But yeah, you wouldn't think he had, he still was having problems getting, oh, you, know, getting first, you know. Also, he did a stand up on his own, and man, after he did, like his, his shows were funny, and his movies were funny, but his stand up is what really got him successful. His stand up is what made him millions of dollars. Like his TV show was great, but his stand up comedy routines were just phenomenal, phenomenal. Well, I I just keep thinking, man, it must have been that bad to turn down that much millions. Like, no, 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 but millions. Nope, no, thank you. Too much. No, thank you. John, I believe that, you know, he didn't want to play ball. Um, That kind of had a part to play in it, too. Like, uh, when I say play ball, you had all these comedians back then, like, uh, what's his name? Eddie Murphy that were doing uh, cross-dressing routines on their movies. And Eddie Murphy did cross-dressing. Martin Lawrence did cross-dressing. Tyler Perry did cross And Dave Chappelle wasn't about to do that. And so they were trying to hit him up for that, too. And he's like, hell no, I ain't dressing up as no woman. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but, that, but you can say that, but that one time, he just was a Klan member. Like, So you just was a Klan member, but you weren't dressed up as a woman. you know? Yeah, right. It's racism, not me trying to be a woman. <laughs> yeah, like, your standards are wrong somewhere, Dave. You know, you're just as a clown. No, no, I totally get it, dude. He does not want to be a crossdresser. And I, I can yeah. understand that. He's got respect for his body. I don't care. Well, you know, with Shane, I don't care how much you pay. If you pay me enough, I'll put that dress on real quick. Oh, yeah. Run around. Oh, hey, man. Instead of John Pimentel, Jessica Pimentel. <laughs> God. Well, then we got to start thinking about. Well, I keep thinking what Shane wants to do with the YouTube channel. Like, all right. What's Shane's whole idea with the YouTube channel? What does he want to start doing? Like, I know he said he wants to start doing live conference calls, but yeah, is he gonna want to start wants to start doing stuff and posting it? <laughs> like, like John, like he's gonna tell me, like John, go back to that, that store and find that woman again and tell her the same exact thing. No, 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 no. We are not. Doing, I'm not doing that. Y'all yeah. can do. I ain't doing that. Yeah, because like, like, it's kind of illegal. We can't go into a established place like Barnes and Noble and talk to an associate and then not have the permission to record them. That's the hard part. You have to think about the law. Yeah, you have to ask beforehand. It's like, hey, ma'am, I'm, I'm going to come in and film. And um, you you mind if I film you while we have an interaction? No, like, oh, I got to talk to my manager. And manager immediately says, no, <laughs> get the hell out. Well, isn't, that why, isn't, isn't, isn't that why those Google Glasses uh, – Failed because you could record with Google Glasses. <laughs> and well, I, I like I said, I can remember when those Google Glasses were out and people were constantly recording and people were getting mad. Like, are you recording me? Like, no, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's my right to record. And then people would get mad and snatch them and break them, you know. Yeah. You recording people, you know. What happened? Uh, John, you get caught real, record real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me the motherfucking glass. I'm going to stop on them. Uh, yeah. Real quick. We, we came up with a movie pitch not too long ago, and mine was for writing um, a script and a screenplay and developing and casting StarCraft, the, uh, the video game turning it into a cinematic production. And I thought a little bit more about my cast. Uh, do you remember a guy named Clancy Brown? He was in the Shawshank Redemption. He was the old prison guard. And then you had uh, – yeah, he was in Starship Troopers. He was the uh, training guy that ended up becoming a grunt. Uh, yeah, about putting him as one of the generals in that movie because he's done science fiction and he's a little bit older and, and, and General Duke 
is a little bit older in that that show. And uh, I was thinking about putting him in there and then having that hard ass uh, mentality. Like he's not a southerner, and General Duke is a southerner in the in the game. But I think that he would nail being a hard ass military leader to a T. He's a First, good. He's a good actor when he's doing military roles. Like even the Shawshank, he played the war, the 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 the, 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 the um, I don't know what he's called the Shawshank, but he's a good in that military roles or leader roles. He's good at it. Yeah, he's at that he did a great voice, you know. Uh, well, it's it's been an hour, John. I think it's time that we wrap this up. You got anything you want to say before any oh. before we we dump out? Thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep listening to this show. What do you call it? Uh, Southeast Third. Southeast? Southeast Third? Southeast Third. Yes, damn it. Southeast Third. <laughs> well, I, like, like I said, I'm trying to remember it. Southeast Third. So, so what, what do you, when do you put, when do you post things on here? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to post up another one, but I don't do uh, episodes every day like you and Shane do. Uh, okay. So I guess tomorrow um, we're going to be on JP's channel and he's going to host. Oh, let's see. That shit ain't gonna make no damn sense, Aaron. <laughs> it's he's just living in it. Tomorrow's morning at nine o'clock Central Time. Yeah, to be black, it's like be black and white, Aaron. Just black and white. Like, okay, well, it's totally not what I thought it was, or it was exactly what I thought it was. So, but uh, I hope you guys are excited to to be a part of this journey I'm about to go on, and uh, I hope that you'll tune in uh, to well to say the title of your show, John, real quick, so we can plug it. <laughs> JP's what? He's what? What kind of fucking title I picked? <laughs> I mean, it, it works for you because you had your picture on there is a crazy googly eye picture, and it kind of works. I, I like it. They hated that picture, by the way. I think he wanted wow. to do. It. I think he his wanted to do it. Like, not the end all. <laughs> yeah, they say he wanted to steal it, but all right, I won't let you get sleep. Let the, let the fans get to sleep, and I'll see you or I'll hear you talk to you tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Thanks for being on tonight, JP. Have a good night. This is Southeast Third signing off.